Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is an interesting day. This is the broadcast for February 29th in the year of our Lord, 2024. This is our one of two, and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country to do so on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers, using the checks and balances, brilliantly part of the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. That is where the solutions lie when it comes to the country. When it comes to God, it's the scriptures. It's obedience to his commands. When it's the family, it's truly the God-ordained traditional family that's key. Uh, But God knows we're the great family of God, his children. And, And it doesn't matter what color, race, creed, anything like that that you are, even though they tell you that I'm a racist, they lie to you. Uh, The fact is we're all the children of God. We should be kind to one another and treat each other as such. The children of God, a godly heritage. So between our godly and our American heritage, what a tremendous legacy to carry forward to the next generations, right? That's what we do on this program as we promote God, family, and country and protect life, liberty, and property. And man, have we got a lot to cover today in the news. Uh, let's cover yesterday's show. I was with Lance Miliacho and George Ballantine, both of the Big MIG. I call them the Big MIG brothers. And uh, thebigmig.com for their website. Check them out on you know Twitter, all the social media channels as well. Uh, and we talked about text messages show that Nathan Wade, his attorney admitted that Wade and Fanny Willis absolutely had and began their relationship long before Fanny hired Nathan. Uh, and in the texts that prove it, he says they'll deny it. Well, there you have that. Don't know what to think, except for why we're uh, hanging out and just allowing um Fanny and Nathan just not have any prosecution for their criminal activity is beyond imagination. But, of course, the Republicans or the, you know, conservatives, the whatever you want to call them, are controlled by the deep state, sadly, and do nothing, right? You know, you and I get incensed and virtually frustrated and want to do something and want to take action. The leaders do nothing. While you and I are worried about that and the attacks, the relentless, abusive, manipulative attacks on Donald Trump, and I'm not even a Donald Trump supporter, by the way, uh, it's wrong. While that's going on, the Republicans are doing nothing except for selling us out. We'll talk about that as the broadcast unfolds. But Nathan Wade's former law partner and, quote, his divorce lawyer, guy's name is Terrence Bradley, he was back on the witness stand on Tuesday after Judge um, McAfee basically said he is not protected by client attorney privilege. Oh, boy. His testimony then proceeds to give more evidence that they absolutely had a relationship and they lied on the stand about their relationship. Yeah, attorneys for Trump. And uh, what is it, Roman Gio or Gio's? Anyway, tracked Nathan Wade and found that Wade likely made at least 35 visits to Fannie Willis's home before he was appointed to lead the case, folks. Think about that. They also discovered that 
the two exchanged over 2,000 voice calls. What? Yeah, at least 35 visits to Fanny and her home. He had a garage code to her home. Yeah. Over 2,000 voice calls and over 12,000 texts between the two. Right? Yeah, that's the 11 months prior to Nathan being hired, folks. Now, Michael Roman's lawyer, Ashley Merchant, questioned the squirming and sweating um, man for over an hour about his knowledge of his longtime friend and former partner and client. Well, anyway, they brought the receipts on it and literally barbecued him on the stand. But see, does that even matter if we don't prosecute or do any good? It'll make you mad. It'll get you incensed. But see, is, is anybody going to jail for this? Nathan Wade had the garage door opener. And he literally had sex with Fannie Willis at the law office. Yeah, the attorneys provided the information. What do you think about all that? In my mind, it's criminal activity. But look, where are the Republicans in the mix? What are they doing? Nothing. Nothing. They're too busy passing an omnibus spending bill to sell us out. They're too busy promoting, uh, what, 702? The FISA scandal spy on all Americans plan? They want to expand it? That's what they're working on. Then you got Donald and Biden going down to the border. What good's that going to do? Oh, they're going to look at the border. Yeah, like, like Mike Johnson did a couple of months ago with no results of any kind, except for a horrible Senate bill that should have never even been brought to the forefront in the first place that was dead on arrival. And now they run around and they want you to back them and support them and elect them for November? What are these clowns thinking? Have they lost their minds? Anyway, that was uh, what was going on. Then we had an incredible guest yesterday. Her name is Shelby um, Hosanna, believe it or not. Shelby Hosanna. Who is she, you may ask? She is the founder of a group called Unjected.com. What is Unjected, you may ask? It's a dating website for singles who don't want and who never have taken the vaccines unjected is the website it was a great interview she's a mother of three she's an entrepreneur she's a freedom fighter who stepped out of the darkness of 2021 to build a worldwide platform from the ground up unjected yeah she wants empowerment of community and love and she wants people to basically say hey we'll swear that we're not vaxxed we'll put out an affidavit saying that will develop a profile. Now, people are using it for dating, but they're also starting to use it for their social media because they can communicate with non-vaxxed folks, unjected folks, uh, and they can go ahead and have kind of a community. It's becoming a social network in addition to a dating site. That's kind of an interesting blend that you haven't seen. While most dating sites are kind of stepping back and going backwards and not doing very well and everything else, her site is going like gangbusters, over 100,000 users and growing literally daily. Anyway, you can get 25% off your subscription using code LNR. Now, I don't get a penny for that. She just offered a discount to our listeners because we had her on and talked about it, and uh, we wanted to you know, promote it. I don't need the date. I don't need the site. But you know what? I commend those who are saying, look, let's get together first based on ideological beliefs. So it starts with, hey, we don't want to get vaxxed. Neither of us. We didn't get vaxxed. We swear we didn't. Because they don't want shedding. They don't want it to destroy their ability to have children in the future, etc. And I can go on and on and on and on about this. Uh, and the bottom line is, then people are starting to say, well, what about religion? What about this? What about that? 
Are you willing to, do you want to have children? And all these different things are coming to the forefront, which I think it starts to make sense. I mean, I get that you want to be kind to everybody, whether you agree or disagree on, on all kinds of, you know, political and um, social and whatever you want to call it, religious and whatever similarities or differences you want to, you know, be kind to everybody. But when it comes to your spouse, the most intimate relationship that I know of, on the earth at least, uh, you want to make sure that you're aligned morally, somewhat politically. You don't have to agree on everything 100%, but you have to be like-minded. Um, you know, there, it's tough enough to keep a marriage together in modern society, uh, even if you are, even if you have all the things going for you, right? Anyway, so we thought we'd bring that to your attention. Great site, great interview, fascinating to say the least. All right, the CIA built 12 secret spy bases in the Ukraine waging a shadow war against Russia, and they've been doing it since 2014. Yeah, that's the New York Times. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to deal with this, but John Brennan caught in the middle of it all, okay? And you look at this and you go, what? Yeah, that's what Vladimir Putin told you. Now, I'm not a super fan of Vladimir Putin. Look, he's a communist, came from the KGB, but he's telling more of the truth than our media is, more of the truth than our politicians are willing to tell you. And now the news comes out. On Sunday, believe it or not, even the New York Times, as liberal and whacked out and crazy as they are, they're even coming to the table and being forced to admit the truth on this one, too. On Sunday, the New York Times published a rare U.S. admission that U.S. intelligence was not only instrumental in Ukraine's war decision-making, but has established and created all kinds of high-tech involvement, interference, if you will, um, way before you were told, is the point. According to Zero Hedge, the New York Times admitted that the program was established a decade ago, and believe it or not, spans three American presidents. So why didn't Donald do something when he had the chance about this? Get us out of it, change the game, tell the truth, lay it out. Don't know. Again, it's one of those things where you just kind of wonder about Donald and go, what is happening? After the U.S. supported a violent coup to topple Ukraine's democratically elected government, CIA, John Brennan, and others in 2014 visited Kiev. What is happening here? We find out a decade later they're lying? Liberty Roundtable Live. As you are aware, America is divided over every fault line possible. This is intentionally fostered by those who do not love God, family, or country. We believe a peaceful future as a free people absolutely depends on civility. Clarion Call for Civility is looking for funding and volunteers at every level to make our hopes and efforts a reality. Please donate, sign our pledge, and help us in our sacred cause. Please visit callforcivility.com for more details. Callforcivility.com. Introducing Managed IT Services from NPI. We offer top-notch data backup and recovery, email spam protection, and network security tailored to your needs and budget. With 20-plus years of experience in the medical field, our HIPAA-certified consultants know what it takes to protect sensitive information. Don't settle for less. Give us a call at 801-706-6980 and experience the difference with Managed IT Services. Remember, your IT support should be fast, efficient, and reliable. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. 
That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. With you live, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman on your radio. I've got Brian Rust of RustCoinandGift.com with me. This is the Honest Money Report. Welcome, sir. Thanks, Sam. Glad to be with you. Wow, there's so much uh, going on in the world. Stocks are down. We'll get to that in just a minute. But where's gold sitting right now, sir? Gold sitting at 2055 2055.60. 2055.60. So it's still above 2000 bucks, 2055 I say it again because whenever it's just that 2000 flat thing, it's hard to get the exact total. So it's $55 above 2000 basically. Silver? Uh, 2289 $2,289. Not changing too much. Uh, that's, you know, per typical, if you will. Um, what do you think? Good time to buy silver? Good time to buy yeah. gold? What, what would you focus on? Uh, I'm, I'm, I think... Silver has, uh, you know, maybe a greater potential. I mean, we're we're sitting pretty high in gold, and it's it's holding strong. Silver, I think, is uh, still a bit suppressed, and would be a good opportunity to. Now's the time to buy it. All right, you still got a bunch of nickels. Yeah, got some nickels. It's funny they joke about wooden nickels, and then they say a penny for your thoughts and stuff like that. Uh, nickels <laughs> are worth a lot of money if they're real, aren't they? <laughs> That's right. Uh, good call. How much is a nickel worth right now? Uh, we've got them at a buck forty. Real uh, nickels cost a buck forty, people, and they're telling you nickels. that hey, they're not involved in fake news when they lie about the currency and manipulate it till the cows come home. That's not fake news. But I bring up the truth about it, and then they say, "Oh, you're 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 telling fake news lies, Sam. What's going on with you?" <laughs> I find That's that right. fascinating. Uh, but the good news is a buck forty for a nickel. All you got to do is get a bunch of those dudes and. And then pretty soon they'll be worth two bucks, and pretty soon it'll cost you about two nickels to buy a gallon of gas. And you know, what gets a gallon of gas right now? A quarter? Uh yeah, quarters are. Uh, what's a quarter? It's three dollars and eighty, three eighty or something like that. So, yeah, so you can buy more than a gallon of gas with a quarter, buddy. There you go. That's exactly right. You wow. know, and the thing is, is if you think, if you look at the a nickel. You know, a dollar forty. Oh gosh, that seems a little bit high. But the potential of that nickel doubling is is very real and uh, uh, will happen. And so, in in that effect, you know, any any time you could double your investment, you're probably doing a pretty good job. Double your investment and have peace of mind along the way. Yeah, absolutely. I like that option. People kind of say, you know, oh, man, gold and silver doesn't go up as much. Bitcoin's, uh, like, 
flirting with an all-time high or whatever now. It's going to com- come back, I guess, temporarily or whatever else. And I think about that, and I think, man, do you have peace of mind when you're at the top of the market like that, just kind of teetering on the edge, hoping it doesn't just tank and tumble? And, man, I thought people were going to go to the digital currency, the bitcoins, and everything else, and it was going to be just this incredible stability factor. It's been nothing but because it's fiat currency. And not only is it fiat currency, but it's subject to the manipulators to just make it disappear. Or, oh, well, you know what? Your Bitcoin's so safe, you can't even access it yourself. Or we can keep going on and on and on about the perils uh, of Bitcoin. That's why I say don't dip your toe in the crypto, because I believe it just is, it's a farce, this lie that somehow it's going to bring stability back to the markets and somehow lock government out of the transactions. Good luck with that plan. It isn't real or true, Brian. Well, and that's it. But I, I there's so much uncertainty with all the things happening that, you know, people just don't know where to turn. We're, we're you know, we believe that you should have some of the, this uh, real uh, money, uh, physical money, and not, you know, um, you know, play the paper game or, or get caught in something that we, you might not understand as much. But, but uh, I think people are just confused. They're looking at what's happening and the, and the extreme spending that our country's going on that's going on in our country and, 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 and just these things. And so it leads people to say, well, where am I going to put my money? I mean, I, I, I don't want to maybe leave it all in the bank because I'm not sure the bank and there's a banking crisis. And maybe I should put my money into some Bitcoin because maybe that's the answer because some of these other countries are trying to get using it. And I, I think there's just so much uncertainty. I think people are just majorly confused. I think they're confused, but I also think they've got a little bit of the gold fever mentality, too. In other words, everybody's kind of hoping, man, if I just, you know, if I just watch the seas, you know, every day uh, when my boat comes in, buddy, I can, you know, I can take advantage of that and and, and all my troubles will be over. Uh, and, and people right. kind of have this get rich mentality, whether it's going to the to the gambling tables in Vegas or whether it's investing in Bitcoin or any other, uh, you know, in my opinion, very manipulative uh, reality people want to just kind of somehow jump the line when it comes to building wealth appropriately and slowly they just want to get rich quick it's like oh man if i just do this or that if i just sell on ebay if i just do this on amazon if i just buy this thing and all i got to do is sit back and let the dollars roll in and we've got this mentality that i think is all wrong in modern generations too brian yeah i think you're right i you know the bitcoin that was kind of a surge and we saw people instantly make a lot of money those that were kind of in at first, I guess, and the same kind of thing, you know, they, these, uh, you know, kind of, I don't know if they're Ponzi scheme, but these uh, multi-level things, okay, you can get rich there. Or, or the, we see these young people that have created these, these companies, these uh, tech companies and other things that have been able to turn their, you know, they build it for a few years and then they sell it for 200 million or whatever. So I think that, yeah, you know, those, these, the younger generation definitely, I, I, I think looks at that and, and, uh, man, I just want to make it today and then travel all the time. And I don't know. That seems <laughs> get rich quick. You're right. All right. That, that's what they seem to be after. And I, I submit to you that the, the, the problem is we've got to change the mentality. That's not what our founding fathers and that's not what our progenitors believe. They believed what you got to do is just steadily build wealth. You got to work hard. The more cash on the barrel you have, the less credit you use, the better. The more stable your finances, you, you, you say, I may not have a lot, but what I have is really mine. Uh, and what I've got, I've worked real hard for, and there's dignity and honor and integrity in that and comfort in that at the end of the day when you put in a good day's work or whatever else. And, you know, you say, hey, 
this may not be fancy to the average, you know, whatever, but for me, I've got stability. I've got a roof over my head. I've got this and that. And I, you know, we used to kind of have that viewpoint, right? Yeah, we did. And I, I believe that, you know, we've kind of lost that. I mean, I, I, I look at the farmer, you know, the lifeblood of this country. You know, he went out and worked hard and had his family around. You know, they'd eat dinner together, but, you know, there were, you know, there was a lot of work that needed to be done, but they worked hard and they, they earned and it, it was, uh, they, you know, you know, you talk to a, an old farmer and it was a good life and, and, uh, they had, you know, they created some of this value, but it seems like nowadays the, you know, as it gets down to that second, third generation, they're selling the farm. They want the money today so that they can just, you know, travel and, you know, have the money and kind of be rich and buy the things they want and not have to work. And so I think that we've lost a lot of that in our country. And they think that somehow it's going to be better if they, you know, sell the, you know, farmland for, to build, you know, condos or houses or shopping malls or whatever they're doing. Uh, it, it, it's a temporary fix at best, meaning that, you know, what are you going to do when you have all these houses and have all these people moving into these houses, but you don't have any ground. If you don't have any agriculture, you don't have any manufacturing. What do you really have, Brian, at the end of the day? Yeah, yeah that's right. We, you know, that's it. <laughs> well, we we're buying nothing and we use everything, right? <laughs> That's exactly. We've got electric cars, but we can't drive them because they, I don't know, they're shut down or they can't. We can't. Anyway, it's kind of used to be, I mean, at least on the farm, you fixed everything and you took the bailing wire and the duct tape and all the other things and plugged along. But now you, all this technology can't even fix your own vehicle, really. You, you, so, you, I don't know. It's, we, we, yeah. <laughs> you said it right. <laughs> I, I like this quote that I just made up here. We, you know, we create or we produce nothing, but we use everything. I mean, think yeah. about that for two seconds as an intelligent being. How long is that going to be the, you know, the, the cat's meow? How long is that going to really work? Yeah, we rely on all these other countries. All. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. We're relying on all these other countries to kind of take care of us. And that's a scary thing right there. I mean, if you, you know, for pharmaceuticals, where's it all coming from? Or... Where's our food supply? A lot of it. Where's it coming from? And uh, yeah, we. It's a it's a scary thought, no doubt about it. All right, I don't, I don't really know how to deal with this. Uh, these stories that I'm seeing here in the news because they all relate to the economy, to your life, to honest money, uh, and beyond. We produce nothing but use everything. Is my headline as you think about some of these stories? Listen carefully. Congressional leaders said on Wednesday. They have agreed to another short-term stop-gap spending bill <clears throat> to head off a partial government shutdown before the end of the week. Yeah. So now they're agreeing to go ahead and just spend more and kick the can down the road there, Brian. The deal initially floated by the guy that we thought was going to save us. You can't look for saviors in Washington, people. There's only one savior, okay? You got that good. But anyway, Mike Johnson floated the idea. And he wants to fund certain agencies for a week through March 8th and the rest for another two weeks through March 15th or March 22nd, I guess. <clears throat> they say, quote, we are in agreement that Congress must work in a bipartisan manner to fund our government, they said in a joint statement. I couldn't disagree more, Brian. <laughs> I mean, you and I both. I mean, I. I, I say don't fund it. Let's see what happens. Let's just shut it down because it, they're they're just recklessly out of control. And uh, 
And they're not well, even talking I, about a whole government shutdown in this case. They're just talking about a partial government shutdown. It's not even a, a real shutdown. Because when you right. talk about a partial, that's what they have control over. But a lot of things are on automatic pilot or whatever. There's all kinds of nuances in their multifaceted, multi-layered budget manipulations to where it's not even a serious government shutdown we're talking about. But oh, we got to kick the can out. We got to fund it now. We got to avert the crisis. We got to. We got these. It, and the problem is the people that we thought would be the conservatives to call a halt to the con game are playing us for suckers. And they're just yeah. letting it continue, 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 continue under the guise of let us get time to get a handle on it. we got to have time to work through this. No, you don't. You've had shut down in time for my whole life. 50 plus years, people. Brian Russ with me. RussCoinandGift.com. You've got a friend in the honest money business. Back in seconds on your radio. Exposing corruption. Informing citizens. Pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News. I'm Ryan Daniels. The U.S. Supreme Court is agreeing to hear arguments and make a ruling about former President Trump's immunity claims in his election interference case. Trump on Truth Social Wednesday thanked the high court. His lawyers have argued that Trump's 2020 election challenges were all genuine and within the purview of his role as the nation's chief executive at the time. Prosecutors remain skeptical, alleging Trump became part and parcel in an effort to illegally overturn the 2020 presidential election, while also holding the office of president himself. In his New York civil fraud trial, it's no deal for Donald Trump. USA's John Schaefer. A New York judge rejected Trump's plea to halt penalties in his civil fraud case while he appeals. The request to suspend the enforcement of over $450 million in penalties was denied on Wednesday. There is a deal coming together to fund the government for another week or so. The House was expected to vote Thursday on a bill for temporary funding. It pushes the partial government shutdown deadline from this weekend to March 8th. Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell announcing Wednesday that he will step down from his GOP position in November, citing the need for the next generation of leadership. As Ecclesiastes Ecclesiastes tells us, to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose. At 82 years old, McConnell stated he'll remain in his role until the November elections, but will serve out the remainder of his term, which concludes in January 2027. Former President Trump's being barred from the primary ballot in Illinois. Cook County Circuit Court Judge Tracy Robert wrote in her decision she was compelled to agree with Colorado's state Supreme Court, which ruled to disqualify Trump from the ballot under the Civil War era 14th Amendment anti-insurrectionist clause. This is USA News. I'd like to introduce you to our new sponsor, Get the Tea. Get the Tea carries all natural, non-GMO organic teas and supplements made in the USA. Get the Tea's ingredients are the purest available. My favorite is Life Change Tea. Life Change Tea is a gentle daily cleanse containing 12 herbs that when combined really keep things moving. I drink it every day and my energy has never been better. I'm feeling great. Life Change Tea comes in three delicious flavors, natural, peppermint, and pomegranate. It's an easy and delicious way to keep your digestion on track. And for those on the go, try D365. D365 is Life Change Tea in a Capsule. 
drink the tea or take D365 capsules and keep your digestion running smoothly. Go to GetTheTea.com and enter discount code USA to get 10% off any size order. That's GetTheTea.com, discount code USA for 10% off your order. Introducing PrepStartsNow.com, your ultimate guide to readiness and peace of mind. We offer practical preparedness tools, training, and education to take your family's household readiness to the next level. Browse the prep shop for essential products, check out our planning guides, and stay informed with our prep blog. Visit PrepStartsNow.com and subscribe to our emails for exclusive offers, new products, and future events. Remember, preparedness begins with PrepStartsNow.com. Former Sheriff Richard Mack recounts in his book the proper role of law enforcement, how he came to realize while working as a beat cop how wrong the all-too-common orientation of police officers is when they think of their job as being to write tickets and arrest people. Richard Mack tells of his personal transformation from by-the-number cop to constitution-conscious defender of citizen safety and freedoms. Learn what it really means to serve and protect. Purchase your copy at CSPOA.org. That's CSPOA.org. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married and have some kids. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. All right, Brian Rest with me. RestCoinandGift.com. Shame. Congressional leaders said on Wednesday they got to kick the can down the road. They're just out of time. They need time to work on it. Look, they've been doing this my whole life, Brian. What do you mean you need time to work on it? They're just absolutely fake news lying to you. That's right. It's all lies. There's no doubt about it, and that's the problem. So they, so what do they do? They just they change their little words that they're using to make it sound like it's a little bit different, or what? It, partly, let's just partly do pay off a little bit of this, or let's part. We we got to do. It's it's such a joke. And where the lie is that we need time, Brian. If you just give me a week on this and stuff like that, we're work, we're ready to save you, buddy. You just got to give me a little bit of time to save you because we haven't had that opportunity before. See, that's where the lie is. They've had this opportunity literally our whole lifetimes. They've watched this ratchet up in the last 20, 30 years they've had for this. They've had shutdown after avoided shutdown after shutdown after avoided shutdown, uh, partial shutdown. That, They've had this like so many times it's not even funny. What do you mean you need a week to work on it because, by golly, we need time. You don't need time. You're lying. And the idea that you're going to solve the problem and save us somehow isn't true either. You're just going to spend us into oblivion bit by bit by bit as you lead us straight to hell by the nose ring, Brian. (laughs) That's right. And so 
That's exactly right. So, you know, the game continues to go on and they, you know, they just continue to print the money. They just keep printing money. You know, you jump over the national debt clock and just look at all the, the, the winding of that. I mean, if I guess if you were to, I mean, let the people really know, I mean, then you'd come out and say, well, we have to have more money to do this. This is your share. And maybe that would maybe raise havoc across the country and say, well, gosh, I can't, I can't pay for my share even. How am I going to, how are my kids going to, I mean, you start looking at reality, maybe that will, you know, affect the fact of our decisions to say, let's, we're not doing this anymore. Well, that requires that they be truth tellers. They level with the American people. They quit the fake news dishonesty. They quit acting like they're the saviors. They're like, guys, this is above us. We're in over our head and we're going to have to melt down somehow. How's the most graceful way we can melt down and punish people the least, but extract (laughs) ourselves from this never ending fiasco of dishonesty and dishonest money. How, you know, that's what they've got to do if they want to be honest. And so yeah. now we're going to say, what tough things, what tough bridges should we cross here in an effort to get a handle on this thing? Uh, it can't be done in a day. It can't be done in a year. We're talking, you know, a decade or two, even a generation. That's what it's going to take. But even the stock market's starting to kind of mirror that. Headline says this, um, the uh, markets languish on a dreary day for technology stocks. That's the Associated Press from yesterday. So you know, t- high tech was supposed to save us. Now they're going, yeah, high tech stocks aren't doing so well. Well, you want to know why? Because they're looking at the debt and going, you guys are crazy. This isn't going to yeah. work. Slowly but surely we get, what, D-rated um, or, or a credit rating reduction or reducing the credit rating that we have. At some point, when is the next step going to be to where it's like, mm, there's too much undermining of the con finance game, Ryan? Yeah, you can't keep lying and then cover your lies with more lies, and eventually it hits the fan. So, so we start to see that, and 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 I think the the reality is is when it really starts. I mean, we're already seeing a lot of the effects of what's happening with with higher prices to our, the consumer, to, with with all these things happening. The, you know, the average family is just not making it, and and another per you know, well, do I got to go get another job, or can I? How am I going to survive? So there's a lot of you know of that thinking going on out there, <clears throat> and these lies are on top of lies. We're starting starting to see this ripple effect, and and until it hits us, I mean drastically, and it's 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 hitting a lot of folks, which is sad. But maybe it, is it a Black Friday? Then those that that market collapses, and then people's IRAs, 401ks, all these things start to. Oh my gosh! What do I do now? I've just been. I, I, there's just a lot of that going on, and I think it's, yeah. At some point, it's going to hit the fan here, and it's not going to be good. So I got a question for you, Brian. Are we entering a slow motion Black Friday? I think I think we're headed. We're headed for that. I think there's yeah. Are yeah. we about to enter a slow motion? Um, Black Friday. That's an interesting question that I think we really need to kind of consider and talk about. And I'll give you an example to make the point why it's slow motion. Uh, You know, the next step is what? A little bit more expenditures here, a little bit higher cost there, a little bit whatever, and to where everything just starts to stack up little by little by little. I don't know if there'll be a straw that breaks the camel's back, but I know that the people are suffering. Uh, And here's the proof, Brian. Get ready for surge pricing at Wendy's. 
Yeah, Wendy's fast food chain will start testing what they call surge pricing. Um, they're using the word surge and then dynamic to discuss this pricing. So imagine what this is going to look like, Brian. Here it is. When rolled out, they say digital menu boards will reflect the current prices of menu items. And then those prices will digitally or automatically go up and down as demand goes up and down. So you don't know what it, you can't, you know, like, you know, our buddy Kelly used to talk about the Big Mac index or whatever, and you'd look at a Big Mac and see what it costs, whatever. Uh, you're not going to be able to do that anymore because a Big Mac, well, this is not McDonald's, but the, the point is a, a Wendy's, whatever, burger, a um, anyway, they got the Baconator, they got a bunch of different burgers, the Dave's Burger, whatever. When, okay, but you're not going to be able to know what the price of that is because it all depends. If you get in line with 50 other people, it's going to be more than if you get in line with two other people. How do you feel about that, Brian, and the inflation? <laughs> so Joe Biden blamed all these companies for cheating everybody and doing smaller sizes and stuff, not taking blame um, as a country. So he fake news dishonesty. Inflation is the destructor, not the company that's charging a little more and or having a smaller box. But now this surge pricing comes. Everybody's in the business is just trying to say, how can I keep my business alive? How can I keep profits but survive? And they're now going to surge pricing. You see this in the airlines. If, if everybody wants a plane ticket somewhere, it goes up. Or if it's a holiday or a something, it goes up. Now you're starting to say, hey, if it's a busy lunchtime, Wendy's is just going to charge you. It's kind of the Uber model brought to Wendy's, Brian. <laughs> You're, you're watching this digital board change right, while you're in line. Look, hurry up so I can get there before it moves. Yeah, would you get out of the line. way? <laughs> that's, wow. Yeah, that's, that's, this is bad. Chicken nugs used to be a buck. Now they're three bucks and going up as I watch it rise. <laughs> right. It's crazy. I can't stand is, here any longer. And then Joe's like, bad Wendy's, bad Wendy's, oh, evil Wendy's. That's now, right. don't get me wrong. I don't think it's good for Wendy's to do this, but they're just responding to they don't know what to do, Brian. Yeah. They're well, being forced they made... by law to pay their workers a, a triple minimum wage or whatever the case. Right. They don't have a choice, do they? Right. I think you get you get government in, involved with all these things, and it's just, yeah, it, it, it affects everything. And so, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I can't uh, stand in long too long here because now I can't afford a – the the Dave's number one. <laughs> so you're you imagine you're a college student and you got like ten bucks in your bank account. You know this is t typical for you know college students. You get in line at Wendy's and you think you know what I can buy this thing. It's probably going to be like seven fifty, eight fifty, whatever. I got this. I got a dollar extra. You know whatever. And then all of a sudden you're in line and it goes up past ten bucks. And so you just get out of line. And you're like mm, I I guess not, Brian. Can't do it. <laughs> That's well. Yeah, they, a lot of these college students. I mean, they just running it up on the on the the card, and uh, hopefully paid oh. at the end. Or call and we laugh, folks, that. not because we think it's funny, but because it's just so in your face. I bring this up, and they're like, "Ah, oh, Sam's peddling fake news again." What are you talking about? <laughs> this is literally coming to a. I don't know if you call it a, a Wendy's digital menu near you. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know, just imagine if popcorn was like that at the theater. You're like watching the movie. You go out to get another popcorn. It's like, I know you paid a buck an hour ago, but it's $3 now, buddy, for popcorn. Now, I, I know it's not a dollar. I know it's crazy expensive. I'm just using simple math intentionally to kind of highlight the point. They used to talk about, oh, in the Weimar Republic or whatever, uh, a, the inflation's so out of control, i got to have a wheelbarrow of money to buy some bread today. 
because uh, it's right. going crazy. We're starting to see this digitally before your very eyes. And then what they want to do is they want to move you a even more controllable digital representation of your so-called wealth, Brian. What do you think of that? What they'll say is, hey, you have $100 in your account. Not only did Wendy's go up a bunch, but your account just went down to 80 bucks. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Play the game on, on, on everybody's accounts. I mean, you know, it's, that's what's happening. And uh, I think that that's just the chaotic uh, way that that's what's happening in America. And I think that's frightening to a lot of people that are just kind of on a set budget and not sure if they're that budget is going to be able to maintain any, you know, the cost of living that they're they're in. All right. Yeah. Anyway, I just I don't I don't know how to respond to some of this, but economically, I just say, where are we headed? And the problem is, as you wisely point out, this uncertainty uh, is really becoming the elephant in the room. We'll talk about that a little bit more in seconds with Brian Rust. RustQuentyGift.com. You have a friend in the honest money business. for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. Do you know what is great about America? Ask an Immigrant. Ask an Immigrant is a new podcast dedicated to helping Americans, especially our youth, value, appreciate, and be grateful for the freedoms we have here in America. Join host Lydia Wallace-Nuttle as she interviews immigrants from around the world to discover their inspiring personal stories about why they came to America. To learn more about why America is the most prosperous, greatest country in the world, download the Loving Liberty app or go to lovingliberty.net. In the medical field, IT security is crucial. Our highly skilled consultants are HIPAA certified and have 20 plus years of experience servicing medical clinics, billing and supply companies. We offer comprehensive endpoint protection, guarding your computers and servers against all stages of threats. And with our 24-7 monitoring services, you'll never worry about extensive downtime again. Ready to level up your IT support? Call 801-706-6980 today and discover how great IT services can be with managed IT services. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. All right, Sam Bushman and Brian Rust on your radio, RustCoinandGift.com. We're talking about honest money. It is the Honest Money Report on Liberty Roundtable Live. Get ready for surge pricing at Wendy's. That surge pricing, also known as dynamic pricing, also known as the Uber model what a, a sad tale to tell you know you you ask for a ride uh and they tell you it's you know 
nine dollars, uh, and then you decide, oh my gosh, I got to go to the restroom really quick. Let me book this ride in just a second because I know that the second I book it, they might be here. So you go to the restroom, you come back, and hey man, that nine dollar ride's like seventeen bucks. Too many people asking. And so you got to ask the question about the behind-the-scenes algorithms. When is it really supply and demand driven, as they claim, dynamic pricing or surge pricing? And when is it they're playing you for a sucker? You were the surge because now there's two of you. I mean, there's really one of you, but I know uh, because we asked twice, it's two of you. And, and, and so when are they taking advantage of us versus when might it be a real surge? That's the first question. I have no, supply, no problem with the supply and demand idea. But the question becomes, they're going to roll this out and the prices are going to change before your very eyes while you're in line. Um, and so then the question becomes, is Wendy's surge pricing going to become the new normal, asks time.com, Ryan? Is that the new normal? Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's it. The, the, the issue is, is that if it's, it's, it's done under honest uh, intentions, because obviously in the corrupt society that we we kind of live there's a lot of dishonest intentions and so how many people out there are going to take advantage of that on a dishonest manner regardless of what it's saying they're just going to project well this is what it is or this is what it is or this is what it is and it becomes anyway kind of whatever they want it to be so what if i find a way to beat the algorithm and let's say that i go to wendy's and i find a way to put in like 50 orders for something and then all of a sudden the price goes up and everything else and uh, but they're not real orders or whatever and how do we know they're not manipulating it behind the scenes what happens if this decides to come to grocery stores near you all right that's exactly right i i think it could well i don't like the the practice anyway so it but it like you say it it uh i think there can be a lot of corruption in it you know, I kind of like the way the barbecue restaurants work in America. A lot of times, some of the most favored barbecued restaurants that are just super good, they're just like, listen, we produce as much food as we think we're going to need in the morning, and when we're out, we're just going to close. And yeah. we'll do our very best, but we'll sell all that we have. And that's a way we're kind of managing this to say, we can't sell more than we have, but we also can't project for more sales than we're going to get. That's a disaster. So we want the demand to be so high that we, we fill as much supply as we think makes sense, but always leave it a little bit demand-driven. That seems to me, and we're not going to play games with pricing and treat you, you know, worse today than we did yesterday because you're a continuing customer or whatever. Uh, it also reminds me of the way they, they do tips. If you bring a big party to a restaurant, they're like, yeah, we're going to charge you an 18, 20, 22, who knows, percent gratuity. That's not a tip there. That's just a forced tip kind of thing because you're bringing in so many people. And I thought, man, in my day when you brought more people or more business to me, I should be happy and maybe give you a discount or a bonus. Or a, so Now they're like, oh, no, you brought in 10 people, not nine, Brian. We're going to go ahead and nail you to the wall for that, sir. What, what's happening around here? That's a, that's very good, sir. I like it. You're right. It used to be you're bringing more people Hey, which in, one of you yeah. people can we throw off the boat so we can forget the gratuity, okay? Which, which one of you guys are we just going to throw off the island? It's crazy. And you Grandpa think that Joe, so happy. you sit in the car. That's right. Yeah. Grandpa you Joe, can, you'll sit in the car. You can just look at Joe and go, ma'am, he doesn't eat too much. That's right. <laughs> it's like, oh, my goodness. We'll, leftovers. We'll bring out some leftovers. We'll, we'll, you'll be able to eat. But yeah, and jo jo sadly, Joe won't even know the difference. He'll be plenty fine. That's right. <laughs> anyway, I don't mean to make fun of this. I'm just saying what is happening when that happens. We're finding all kinds of ways to literally reject business. And yeah. if I'm going to go to Wendy's or another restaurant, and, and I don't know what the prices are going to look like at Wendy's, or I have a fear that, it's, you know, I drive by and I see a big line, I'm going to go, ah, oh, man, a Wendy's burger is way too expensive today. Why don't I just go to the Chinese restaurant over here, or the, the Mexican restaurant over there, or the, you know, whatever. I, I'd rather just sit down if they're going to drive the prices to sit down restaurants. I might as well have 
you know, people take care of me and treat me like, I don't, I don't dare say king, but treat me like somebody important uh, rather than put me in line with the masses and then ratchet up the rates right in front of my very eyes as they decide to charge my credit card. What happens if I see the menu, make my order, and it costs more by the time the card goes through? Then what? Uh, yeah. All I'm telling you is this is disaster in the making, this idea um, that we've got to maximize everything. Everything has got to be super efficient, super just-in-time inventory, super whatever. Hey, man, that's not the way Jesus worked. That's not the way it worked for literally thousands of years, Brian. It wasn't like this because right. they had no way to do it, number one. And number two, why would they be, uh, uh, insult their customers like that in their face? I, I just don't understand it. Is it greed? What's, yeah. what, what do you think is the cause here? Well, I just I just think that there it's a it's another way to kind of increase sales, you know, and, and at the you know at the the consumer's going to end up paying, and the, and this is why we have to do this because we have to. I don't know. I mean, what they're really projecting now, like you say, I'm I'm worried about the fact of okay, is it going to happen in grocery stores? I mean, we had a run here down the road with COVID and all these things, well, paper towels and these cleaning products and so on, you know, and you couldn't get them and so on and. And people need them, and so that panic effect drove prices up, and this is what, you know, but I guess they could just do this, even if it's not real panic, but they could just start, you know, lifting prices because, every you know, more and more people are, well, hey, there's, we sold X amount of paper towel rolls, and so we're going to have to raise it, and here comes more people for those. So let's, I mean, all these costs could really increase. Well, you remember how we were told everybody was in the hospital. The hospitals were just overflowing with sick and dead people everywhere. Yeah. It was just like carnage. And then you'd walk into the hospital, and the people would take these videos, and it's like, I don't know what they're talking about. This place looks empty to me, and you're walking through these corridors that are like ghost towns and hospital ghost it, But they're able to then, if they do that, they can ratchet up the price. It's like nobody's in line for your cheeseburger. How come cheeseburgers are like nine fifty? Man, yeah. we got a serious demand going on. I'm the only one in line, buddy. What's happening? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. What is going on around here? And, and I right. see that kind of thing going on. And I see that these, these businesses are trying to respond in a, in a meaningful way. I'm not here just to attack Wendy's, but I'm here to attack that, that mentality, that viewpoint. Because here's the next question. What happens when it comes to, say, drugs or medication? Are you going to be like, you know what, Brian? You're a diabetic or whatever, and you need this, or you're a whatever, you need that. And I mean, there's, there's a lot of people wanting that med right now, buddy. And you're just like, mm, I can't afford it now, or whatever. Where, How far is this going to go is the real question. If it becomes the new normal and people adapt to it, what industries will it touch? They used to say, well, you can't buy three um, you know, things of tooth, uh, uh, toilet paper. You can only buy one or two now because everybody's got to get some. But now it's limited to one or two, and they're going to have, quote, Dynamic pricing? Yeah, I, th I think you've hit something there. And I, I Why think, don't they just do the I highest think, bidder? Yeah. Yeah, there's right. only one toilet paper you know, thing left. Highest bidder gets it. You, know, you guys can fight over it. And it's like uh, Black Friday and knocking down mom or grandma to go ahead and get TP because I, I don't great. know. I, I just think they're creating a crisis, Brian. And I know you can say, I, well, I, Sam, you're taking this way too far. I don't know. I don't think so, Brian. No, I think you're right. I think you've hit on something, and, he, and you start to look at stuff. I mean, I talked to a pharmacist that came in. He had a he has a uh, pharmacy, and and just able to get product that perhaps from China or whatever sitting out on the on a boat somewhere, and they can't get it in. And so these people that really need it can't get it. But we're we're seeing the effects of of all these things, and and if it starts to get worse, we start looking back of okay, when when we were in line to the gas station, and only 
if your license plate was such and such to such and such, you could come in and get in line and get this gas, but you couldn't if you can. You had to come on different days. You know, I remember a little bit of that going on way back, but those are the effects that, that we could be at. I mean, just now we're rationing our stuff, and this is what it's going to cost. And it's what happens be if the people at the port adopt this model? So if there's a bunch of yeah. ships coming in and containers and stuff like that, it's like, hey, you can't, you won't even be able to count on prices at all because it, you know what, your boat's out there, you got all the product, you've got a bunch of sails for it, but now they charge you way more to basically unload it or bring it off the off the barge onto the land and transport it or whatever else. Nobody will have any, and this is the whole point. No one will have any confidence because of what you brought up, Brian. This uncertainty is just at an all-time high. Right. Back to your little comment of we produce nothing and use everything. Now we're we're being driven by the fact of those are who are producing and shipping it, and we're we have we want it. We can't get it, or it's going to cost us X amount to get it. And and then you look at maybe somebody maybe here in a small town here in Utah or some a small town. Well, what you're not going to get it for a year because the big city we got to get it to them first. There's more the higher whatever. So so it becomes a real monster. So will people and, start uh, to bargain, Brian, when you pull up and your Wendy's burger's like 10 bucks? Can you be like, can I have a bun without sesame seeds and get it for yeah. seven? Come on. Right. I, I, don't, I don't need sesame seeds on my bun. There, right. you know. <laughs> well, can you take the ketchup well, and off you, and take off 50 cents? Yeah. Well, and maybe somebody that got one ahead of you was walking down the line and, hey, you, I'll sell you mine for 20 bucks. Uh, you know, oh, oh my, okay. Or, I don't know. I, I just... I don't know. It's just a disaster in the house. Are people just going to mug you for your food because the cost is going yeah. up to where you you know you get your food and then walk out and just, like, just mug that guy and take his food because I can't afford you know food if well, I wait in line? Right. There's a group of those people out there, and they come in groups now, and so there's a group of them waiting to, to take that one burger and divide it up, but you're not going to get it. Survival of the fittest, people. Is that what we're <laughs> developing out of this thing? Crazy. Whatever happened to the Christian way that says, you know what, I'm my brother's keeper. I'm going to... You know, look out for those around me. I'm going to be my, you know, my neighbor. I'm going to care for yeah. my neighbor. I'm going to, you know, what about those principles and ideas? Don't you think that if we move Amen. towards that, we could create a better Amen. society, Brian? Yes, no doubt about it. We need more of that. All right, sir. God bless you for all your work and all that you do and all your support. And you can get incredible nickels. They're $1.40 each, folks, but they're real. And it just yeah, shows you don't... how tanked our economy has become, Brian. We don't want to run those prices up. We're just going to keep it at a buck forty so everybody can have one. Wow. I love it. RustCoinandGift.com. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> uh, you bet. Thanks, Sam. All right. There he goes. Doing a phenomenal job. As always, hour one of the can, hour two coming up. I've got a whole lot more news than that, which reviews to you straight ahead. You are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. God save the republic. <laughs> 